Good afternoon. Good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone is happy, safe, and well today on this wonderful Friday, the last day of July. Welcome everyone back to our ongoing Loyalty Live series. Uh, in this series, we talk to the leaders and customer channel on brand loyalty about the technology trends and best practices that are impacting a brand's ability to drive unique engagement uh, experience and most important, long-term customer loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Jonathan Lacoste. Jonathan is the president and co-founder of Jebit. Jonathan, how are you today? Fantastic, how are you? Happy Friday. I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for asking, happy Friday. Um, first off, can you tell us a little bit about Jebit for those who may not know what Jebit is and what you do? And also, it'd be great to know a little bit more about your role with the organization. Yeah, certainly. So as you mentioned, my name's Jonathan. I'm the president and co-founder here at Jebit. We're a marketing software company based in Boston, but we have folks all over the US. And if you're not familiar with Jebit, um, you've probably seen one of the experiences created on Jebit before. Marketers, uh, agencies, publishers are using Jebit to create these beautiful interactive digital experiences that they're then sending to their audience, whether it's through email, on their website, or in social. And they're using these experiences to either drive revenue or learn more about their customers. And we'll talk a little bit more about it today, but that data they collect is really valuable and important. And at Jebit, we call that data declared data. Excellent. Um, can you talk a little bit more about declared data? Uh, you know, we've heard a lot uh, about it recently. You know, we have uh, brand meetings. We actually had one yesterday about uh, 12 brands on the call. And, you know, with some of the challenges you see in at Google, right, they're going to start restricting, restricting cookies in 2022. The challenges of the walled gardens, people have kind of removed their advertising, putting it back. Uh, you know, there's all the other challenges you have. You know, what does, you know, zero party declare data do for brands and, and how should they be looking at it? And I mean, what is the importance? I think the importance is just all about getting to know your customer better. Um, to your point, there's been kind of two macro trends that have just really accelerated over the past five years. The first is on the privacy side, right, where consumers are more aware than ever before on what data we're collecting, how brands are using that data, and whether it's through regulation or whether it's through, you know, Apple or Google changing their policies about the ability to track or use data. I think there's a really big clampdown that is uh, we're still in the process of in terms of the access that marketers will have to just anyone's personal data. So consumers will have more control over that. On the other side, we all want personalization. We all want the best experience. We all want things that are simple and quick and relevant for us. But in order to power that, you need data. So uh, declare data, zero party data is kind of at the convergence of how do I better understand our customers? How do I do it in a privacy and kind of respectful manner? So declare data essentially allows your consumers to declare to you their interests, their preferences, their, their style, uh, you know, preferences, uh, as opposed to you as a marketer or a brand, maybe following them around the web or scraping all their transaction data from a third party. Uh, it just allows for a more personalized but transparent uh, relationship. And that really begs a, a kind of a second question that, you know, what's the biggest challenge you face with customer loyalty, customer experience? Is it the fact that uh, marketers are used to kind of old methods that are kind of going away or more challenged right now? Uh, you know, what's the biggest challenge you see? I think there's two main challenges we see. One is related to the data, but one is actually further upstream, which is content and experience related. It still is very difficult for many large organizations to quickly and nimbly spin up a piece of unique content and send it out as part of their loyalty program, right? How do you react more in real time without, especially in the era of COVID, without having your full budget of external partners, without having IT resources that are on hand, maybe some of them are furloughed, 
So the challenge is actually just speed to market and how quickly you can create an experience and put it out there. The second challenge is obviously once you have that experience out there, the data that you're collecting, how are you using that data? And a lot of companies don't necessarily have the technology infrastructure or the strategy infrastructure, so to speak, to best use that data, best leverage that data. So to give you a really simple example, a lot of customers will launch a style quiz or a product finder experience via email. In the moment, it allows a customer to answer a few questions and get like an expert or a concierge recommendation about what products or, or you know, um, accessories I might be interested in. But too few companies are then using that data to inform the next best email action that you get. Or when I arrive back on the website, the uh, personalized carousel unit that's there. So there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of connecting back the data to the full customer experience that our consumers are engaging with. Absolutely. And when we see, or we have seen, continue to see, especially during COVID, you know, customer loyalty is probably more important than ever before. Uh, and as mentioned, some of the challenges you have with walled gardens, they really don't want you to know that customer, right? They want to keep you kind of at arm's length, but they want you to keep advertising. And the challenge brands have then is to get that person off of uh, the Facebook or Twitter or the other uh, kind of, uh, you know, interactive sites into their uh, ecosphere. And that's a big challenge. Uh, you know, we continue to see just loyalty being talked about more, having more senior level focus. You know, what are you seeing in regard to kind of customer loyalty from your clients? I think one of the most exciting things is how quickly the world of loyalty is adapting right now. I mean, take, take a global pandemic on one side, to your point, Mark, you also mentioned Google is changing how we can track and uh, you know, target our customers. Apple's latest iOS 14 announcement changes the game for mobile attribution and mobile targeting. The way that we are going to be able to target, interact, and message to our customers is changing at the same time as a global pandemic that is accelerating everyone's digital transformation roadmap and prioritizing digital as opposed to having digital just be another subcomponent. So I think what's exciting is the amount of innovation and the pace of change. With that, obviously, on the same side comes a lot of challenges with how quickly things are changing. So one of the changes I'm most excited about is loyalty not being viewed as just a transactional program, but loyalty programs, A, transforming themselves to be more about engaging the customer, building a long-term valuable relationship, focused on those value-based exchanges so you can capture more information that's relevant to provide that great experience, but also just overall customer experience. You know, if you and I talk about our favorite brands or the brands we're most loyal to, a lot of the times it's the brands that have the best product or the best experience as well, not necessarily the best loyalty program, so to speak. So I think the good news for loyalty marketers is their opportunity, their role, in a recession, in an era where organizations don't have unlimited acquisition budgets, they're going to be even more front and center in terms of leading that digital transformation for companies moving forward. And kind of real quick touching on that, and we've seen a lot of people, a lot of brands kind of changing their budgets, right? Some of the initiatives they had uh, put forth, they may have kind of waylaid those to a certain degree. But I, I think they're looking at things a little more holistically right now from who their partners are, what the integration is, you know, how do you le leverage some of the, the big party platforms like a Salesforce or others, but kind of the looking at technology and looking at strategy is a little bit different. Are you seeing that? And maybe how's that impacting you? We're absolutely seeing that. I mean, I think everyone probably by this point has seen the joke that went around LinkedIn, which is, you know, what 
what prioritized or changed your uh, digital transformation roadmap? Was it your CMO, your CEO, or COVID, right? The point being, everyone is investing right now in new digital technologies or the technologies that they need to kind of prepare for in the future. So I, I won't name brands, but a lot of brands have reached out to us and or have begun working with us recently uh, because they need to migrate off of old school systems because they know they need more flexibility in terms of how they create their content. Or to your point, they know in an e-commerce only era for some brands, right, where their retail stores are still 100% closed, they need to uh, improve the quality of their digital experience, connectiveness between different devices or personalization when you arrive at a website. One of the things we're really excited about that uh, we've been focused on recently is our new partnership we announced this week with Salesforce Marketing Cloud. And the reason I think it's relevant to your point is it's no longer about just how impactful any individual technology in the marketing tech stack can be. You truly need an integrated marketing tech stack that communicates with each other, especially when we're talking about really valuable first party data. So what we've focused on and built with Salesforce Marketing Cloud is a really unique way to build you know, a style quiz or product finder, email it out to your audience, and then any of that style data or preference data that you're collecting, have that be built into your customer journeys, have that be built into uh, your social strategy or your on-site personalization with their recent acquisition of Evergage. So there's a lot of really exciting opportunities for loyalty marketers to have an outsized impact in this next era both in terms of what technologies their companies use, but also in terms of their seat at the table and influencing what the customer experience should be. Can you name a brand or two that you think is uh, doing an exceptional job uh, of creating customer loyalty? In the era of COVID or just in general? Yeah, I think more so in the era of COVID, but it could be yeah. before as well. Maybe you could take it in two parts. Yeah, I'll take it in two parts. I think uh, brands that I'm just as a consumer inherently loyal to, Apple, Starbucks, you know, brands that I rely on on a very regular basis. And I think what's interesting is with Apple, to be honest, it's, it's more so based on their products, the fact that it just works and it's a really high quality customer experience end to end from the store to when you receive the package to using it on a daily basis. Similar with Starbucks, just the seamless digital experience that they've created through mobile ordering and in-store pickup and just like the rewards that they have with their gold stars program. Um, it's led to a fantastic, uh, you know, mechanism where I almost want to, Mark, go back and purchase more Starbucks just so I can get more stars. So they've, they've certainly figured out how to gamify my purchases with Starbucks. I think companies, though, that have done a really good job of adapting in the COVID era, you're seeing companies and moving forward, I don't think we'll see companies rely just on one major revenue stream anymore. Take Airbnb or take you know, Ticketmaster or some of these live events companies, primarily they were, their loyalty, their experience was all based and driven by your in-person experience. That obviously uh, is no longer the case. So I really admire companies like Airbnb, which has, you know, they've adapted their experiences to be all online, where you can invite, you know, uh, a llama to a Zoom call with you and some coworkers, and, and that's how Airbnb is monetizing in this day and age. Um, Similarly, uh, you know, with the live events companies, they're doing streaming for the first time. They're, they're innovating on Twitch. So I think it's about meeting your customers in the moment of where they are right now. And for so many companies, that's unfortunately 100% digital. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with some of the challenges that we've seen during COVID uh, with the big impacts on brands and obviously your clients as well, how have you helped them through this transition? What are some of the pivots that you've seen and kind of helped uh, brands with? There's a handful that come to mind. So um, for many of our customers, their, 
primary you know, way of interacting with customers or their revenue stream was completely halted in its tracks, right? We work with all of the main uh, sports leagues, right? The NBA, the NFL, the NHL. So thinking about their product as the game that they put on the field or on, on the court or on the ice, um, completely coming to a standstill, they had to rethink how do we use Jebit or how do we use our content marketing strategy to create really engaging pieces of content that are both topical, but maybe even go back into the archives and the vault and kind of pull back the favorite moments from time. How do we use all of that content to engage fans so that we don't lose their attention? But also, how do you use all of that interactivity to your benefit in the future? How do you use all that interactivity to learn more about them? What their favorite team is, who their favorite player is. Once the games go back on, how comfortable are they going to be going with family and friends? Like whatever is important to those leagues, helping them adapt and understand those new preferences and realities to the future. Similarly, we've worked with a ton of retail stores, cosmetics groups, et cetera, where their kind of COVID challenges have all been related to 100% of their revenue now coming from e-commerce, right? And needing to bolster on like really personalized experiences really quickly. So we've seen brands, you know, a number of brands within the Shiseido um, uh, holding company um, have built these really beautiful kind of product finder, product quiz experiences where if you're going to their website for the first time and you haven't shopped with them, maybe you're used to shopping with them through Sephora or Ulta Beauty. Um, if you answer a few questions, you can kind of be recommended, uh, you know, the best in class uh, product for you based on your skin concern, you know, something that normally you wouldn't be able to search for on an e-commerce site. So we're trying to help and flex with uh, our customers in a number of different ways. Well, what's one piece of advice uh, you would give to a brand who's looking to improve their customer experience or customer loyalty strategies during this time? To be honest, I would, I would say my advice broadly would be don't be afraid to try many new things and to fail. I think the worst thing you can do right now as a loyalty marketer is to not change what you're doing, right? Don't be, don't be intimidated by the number of changes in the ecosystem. Don't be intimidated by, um, you know, your customers necessarily uh, feeling overwhelmed by the number of, you know, digital messages to, to you know, prevent you from launching a new program. I would say get out there and innovate. And where we're seeing a lot of innovation right now is just asking your customers, how are you feeling? What do you want? give customers more control as opposed to pretending that we all have all the answers as marketers. And I think the other thing is really investing in using this uh, era of COVID um, to build up that new marketing tech stack that you might need in the future. You know, Mark, I can't tell you how many companies are using this as, uh, you know, an opportunity to kind of retool, reset, rebuild the foundation because we've all seen the chart on LinkedIn that shows, you know, e-commerce growth grew pretty rapidly over a 10 year period. And then in the last three months, it's just skyrocketed to 33%. So, uh, you know, maybe it goes down a little bit, but it's likely to only continue increasing. So if you're a marketer, definitely um, continue to innovate and experiment. And also don't be afraid to invest in new technologies that will help you, uh, you know, prepare for a digital first future. Excellent. You know, what's next in your opinion for customer loyalty? My hope is that loyalty programs continue the transformation that we've seen many brands take, which is, you know, evolving outside of just a transactional focused points based rewards program and loyalty really being the driving factor in the growth strategy for a lot of companies. I think especially in a recession, you're not going to have the pool of acquisition dollars you used to. So the growth strategy is going to be about through your loyalty program, through your retention efforts. How can you learn more about your customers? How can you provide a better customer experience? And how can you enable your customers to buy 
uh, more products and services that you offer. And I believe the best way to do that is through value-based exchanges and just offering genuinely a better experience. You know, it's a race to the bottom to always be using coupons and points to incentivize next best action. Um, so my hope for loyalty is that loyalty really has a larger seat at the company table about product strategy, about market research and insights, about customer experience, about personalization, because your loyalty strategy can be the single thread that connects all of those different components of your digital experience and really can help evolve your and, and accelerate your company's uh, growth. Absolutely. And the last question I have is, uh, you know, as a trade association for the industry, uh, we're very focused on bringing content insight uh, that is applicable to the market, right? From a brand, supplier, industry perspective. What do you think uh, we should be working on? Obviously, Devin's very actively involved with Loyalty360 that we should be working on uh, as an uh, association for the industry. Good question. I think there's two things that maybe come to mind. One is um, I personally, and I know a lot of marketers as well, love kind of the no BS, just what's working, what's not working behind the scenes conversation, right? So whether those are curated brand roundtables or whether those are kind of protected case studies or, or white papers or just conversations. I think people want to know, especially with their peers and non-competitive companies, just what are you trying? And kind of crowdsourcing that knowledge and sharing that information is really important. I think the other thing that might be interesting as a trade organization is just having a unique lens or ability to capture uh, different data sets that your marketing uh, loyalty marketers are willing to share with you and publishing that in an anonymized way that kind of brings value. So. How many of your uh, members in, in your trade association have uh, kind of retooled their loyalty program during this era? How many of them have asked their customers uh, about their new preferences and are using that to personalize experiences? Like whatever, whatever those topical questions are for your audience, I feel like Loyalty360 has a really unique opportunity to continue to be um, the voice of authority with those types of reports and that data. Absolutely. And it's uh, something we're doing more and more on uh, from an analyst approach, uh, looking at data sets, uh, looking at the industry players, but and truly listening to the brands and understanding what their challenges are and trying to get them in front of the kind of the right solutions, whether it's another brand potentially and understanding, you know, if they're looking at uh, certain technologies with a Salesforce or a Jebit, you know, to get uh, that perspective. Right. And I think that really helps uh, brands understand what's working and what's not working from a pretty objective perspective. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, I thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. It's always a pleasure talking with you, whether it's on a webinar or on Loyalty Live. And then we look forward to uh, hearing more from Jeff throughout the remainder of the year. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me on.